because I am not going to allow uncertainty to paralyze me ever again. And I am creating my own certainty. And it also begins with not losing sight of my purpose. I exist to help others achieve their full potential. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. Episode 229, the importance of certainty and how to create it. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With more than 3 million listens and downloads growing every episode, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, reinvention. It's the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. And Jason, right now, we need highly principled people with calm, cool heads as we record this during the midst of the coronavirus. How are you? to be with you. I'm How doing are you? well. I am doing well. Could anybody have guessed just uh, a few months ago or as recently as a few weeks ago, that we could be in the situation we're in right now? No. Uh, no. No. And sh- and if you did and you didn't say anything, shame, shame on, on you. you. That's exactly right. Yeah. No, these are truly uh, unprecedented times. I'm in California. Uh, you're in the state of Idaho. Uh, my state is on total lockdown as well as our other hotbeds of coronavirus activity or coronavirus activity around the world. So uh, we will see what the future brings. Absolutely. So you sent me a copy of an email that you had written to all of the speaking agents that you do business with around the world. And, and you asked if it would make a good podcast. And as I read it, the smile on my face, the, the straightening of my spine, uh, it all happened uh, because it was such a great message and a great reminder that what we're living in is temporary. It's not easy. It's the hardest time any of us have lived through, but there, there is a future. We've got a future to look forward to. And so uh, you said, let's record this as a podcast. And I fully agree. Let's talk about that letter you wrote and the story you told in that letter. Okay. Well, let me begin by saying uh, you're about to learn what an imperfect man I am. And uh, I am reminded of the saying, and this will make sense in a few minutes. I am truly reminded of the saying, it's a wise person who learns from experience, but a far wiser person who learns from the experience of others. So let me begin and explain how the speaking business works. Uh, There are hundreds of speaking agencies uh, and companies around the world. And what they do is they book speakers for events and uh, and they take a commission. Uh, generally, it's a 20 or 25% commission of the speech. So if they book me for a speech for X amount of dollars, the way they make their money is they take their 20 or 25% commission. I would say that roughly uh, to date, out of the 12 or 1300 keynote speeches I've done, probably 75% come through speaking agents and about 25% come uh, direct from CEOs and uh, companies. Well, obviously, uh, every speech that I was scheduled to do between now and July has either been postponed or canceled. And obviously, every event that they had booked uh, for the next four or five months has been canceled or has been postponed, which means that these people are going to have no income. So 
I, I, I was just finding myself feeling terrible for these people because their incomes are truly gone for the next six months at a minimum. I mean, there's not really anybody out there now talking about scheduling a speech in September, October, November, December, even January. Uh, because that's just not where the mindset of people are. It's, it's like everything is frozen. Let's wait and see what happens. Let's not make any plans. So here are all of these wonderful, hardworking people. Uh, and it's happening in lots, many parts of the economy. Uh, but because I, I work with them, I felt bad for them. And so I wanted to somehow, uh, say something to them to put some perspective and some hope on the situation. But it also, in the, in the process of doing so, uh, really got me in touch with one of my own vulnerabilities. So let me, let me tell you the story. Uh, I remember, we all remember probably 9-11. I happened to be in Washington, D.C. in a hotel not far from the Pentagon. And at 8.45 in the morning, uh, I was giving a speech the next day. I got there a day early and to AOL. And uh, at 8.45, I flipped on the Today Show. And all of a sudden, the two co-hosts looked like bewildered and shocked. And they were hearing uh, in their ear that uh, an airplane had just hit uh, one of the towers of the World Trade Center. And uh, I remembered thinking, oh, my God, what is this? And then we know what happened as the day unfolded and the other attacks. And uh, here I was. Obviously, there was no speech the next day. Um, uh, I was stuck in Washington, D.C. without a way home, thousands of miles away from my home, thousands of miles away from my family. Didn't know how I was going to get here. And, uh, and, and you remember, we weren't sure if the attacks were going to continue. I mean, we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, for many hours, they didn't tell us where the president was as he was flying around as they were trying to figure out the next moves. And, uh, uh, and I remember that I worried myself sick. I, I worried myself sick. And predictably, the next day, uh, the cancellations just be for speeches just began pouring in. I mean, everything in September, everything in October. I mean, people were just canceling, canceling speeches. And the more cancellations that came in, I mean, the sicker I got. And, and, and then the more worried I got. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, it didn't take that long after 9-11. All of a sudden, then came certainty. Uh, certainty came in the attacks are over. Certainty is or was most of us are safe. Certainty was I'm with family and friends and people I love. Certainty was there's going to be some form of payback because nobody's going to be allowed to do this to us. And an amazing thing happened. As soon as certainty returned, Business came back bigger than ever before. In the 12 months after 9-11, it was the first time in my life I ever did 80 speeches. I had the biggest year I had ever had. Well, let's fast forward. In, 19, in 2005, we began construction of our dream place, uh, the lodge up in the private lake in northern Michigan. And no sooner had we finished it, no sooner had it been finished and occupied and we moved in and the art was hung on the walls and the, the landscaping was done and everything was wonderful and everybody was feeling good about everything. All of a sudden, the tom-tom drums started and the pundits on television were talking about this market is going down, down, down. And they used to deliver it almost with glee and anticipatory glee. And we know what happened. It became the Great Recession. And the Great Recession was the biggest financial mishap since the Great Depression of 1929. 
Well, what did I do? I worried myself sick. I worried myself sick. I can't begin to tell you how much time I wasted in worry. And there was nothing I could do about it. And again, predictably, in came all the cancellations. In came all of the postponements. The speaking business just changed dramatically. And then what happened? Well, we came through the Great Recession. And who showed up at the door? Certainty came knocking at the door. And business came back bigger than ever before. So one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is how um, how we don't do well when we don't have certainty. Uh, but there's also certain things that we can't be certain of and are going to reveal themselves in due time. How many people will get sick? How big will this become? Will there be a vaccine? Will there be a way to treat it? What's going to happen with the markets? Well, on a day-to-day basis, we don't know those things, and so we're missing that certainty. But the only certainty we can have is that it's always come back before and it's always going to come back again. So what I want to talk to you about is the things that I am doing to stop myself from wasting time dealing with things I can't be certain of. And I call it basically creating my own certainty. So how and I, can I tell you how I'm building my own certainty, Dale? would love it. Absolutely. Okay. We can all... Garner the All right. ideas. All right. So number one, I have and maintain a schedule. I have been talking to uh, lots of people in New York, lots of people in Europe, lots of people in Asia. And I mean, you know, they're just rolling out of bed. They're sleeping 9, 10, 12 hours. They're rolling out of bed. I mean, they're leaving their lounge pants or their sweatpants on and a T-shirt and just they're glued to the television sets wondering what's going to happen. And uh, you know what? I've, I've, I've opted not to go there. I build certainty for me by having and maintaining a schedule. I don't think it's important what the schedule is, but I do think it's important that you have a schedule. You're up at a certain time. You've got some time for yourself. I mean, you take care of yourself. You shower, you shave, you get dressed. I mean, you have breakfast. You just maintain a semblance of a schedule because I am not going to allow uncertainty to paralyze me ever again. And I am creating my own certainty. And it also begins with not losing sight of my purpose. I exist to help others achieve their full potential, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. So to get some certainty in my life, my family has embraced the letter of the law and sheltering in place. That means we do not leave our property except to take a 90-minute walk in the fresh air each day far away from other people, and other people have been wonderful. When we meet people on the trails or on the streets, we just go to the right, they go to the right, and we're 15, 20, 25, 30 feet apart. So we are following the letter of the law. And uh, from what I understand, there's a lot of people who are not following the letter of the law. Uh, After 36 years of being in the gym six times a week, guess what? I'm doing a scheduled core workout at home. It has to be done. It can't be when I get around to it. It's at three o'clock every day. I am doing this core workout. We are talking to neighbors from 20 to 30 uh, feet away, and we're doing it uh, very frequently and often. Uh, Can't go to church, uh, but we're attending online. And we have canceled every single meeting and plan get together with friends. Uh, I'm arranging grocery deliveries for elderly neighbors and friends. 
Uh, I have stopped my Spanish and viola lessons unless they can be done via Zoom. Uh, here's a fun one. Uh, we're making hand, homemade hand sanitizer out of 120-proof Everclear vodka and essence of lavender and putting it in little bottles, squirt bottles, and uh, giving it to neighbors. And we're also sharing. We ordered some disposable plastic gloves. It took a couple of weeks to get them. Well, there were a 1,000 pair in there. Well, we're not going to need a 1,000 pair. So uh, we're just... Uh, putting bags together and stashing them in neighbors' uh, mailboxes and telling them we just dropped off some gloves. Um, I'm calling, and this has been very, very important to me. And I think people are paying back, and I think this is one of the things that uh, is going to help us get through it. I'm calling five people each day. I, I make my list each evening, and uh, and th these are not family members. I'll get to that in a moment. I'm calling five people each day uh, to let them know they're appreciated and loved and cared about. Um, earlier today, I, I called my new editor uh, at the publishing company, and uh, he had given me his mobile phone number. And so he's hunkered down, he and his fiance in their apartment in New York. And as he said, it's pretty tough, tough to have social distancing in New York. And he said, are you calling about the book? And I said, no. I'm just calling to tell you I care about you. I'm wondering about you. I want to make sure you're safe. And he said, you have no idea what this call means to me. So each day, call five people and just say, you're loved, you're appreciated, love your work, love what you do, and I just want to know that you're doing okay. We're talking to elderly family members two to three times a day, and we're checking in with all other family members daily and just saying, how you doing? H how are you coping? How are you holding up? Is there anything that we can do? Is there any support that we can give you? Uh, each day, uh, I am renewing my promise every day. I'm unwavering in this. Uh, my promise to be filled with gratitude and to be nice to everyone, whatever the circumstances. Uh, the other things I'm doing is I'm organizing closets, reading books, watching movies, doing a lot of talking. Uh, what we're trying to do is create a regimen with as much certainty as we can that we might have to live with for many, many months. By the way, I'm working each day in my new book for my new publisher. Uh, like you, I am uh, praying for people's health. And until we have certainty, I now own the fact that I'm in charge of giving myself and creating for myself as much certainty as I possibly can. Uh, because the alternative is worry. And uh, if all you do is worry and become preoccupied with something, um, that does not put you in a good place. Absolutely. And this, this too shall come to pass. Yeah, yeah, this is going to come to pass. This this will pass. We don't know what it will look like, but we can't control what it will look like. So just like it's always come back, it will come back. And when it comes back, because of all of the pent-up demand in the economy, it will come roaring back, I promise you. I was having a conversation with a person who's in the mortgage industry, and they said, you know, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had this roaring economy. We were seeing these incredibly positive signs. Um, that just doesn't vaporize, go away. There's something to go back to as far as, you know, you talk about our future. Right. Back to the future. We've we've You don't just put a dead stop on an economy that is that strong he said, and then never get back there. So we do have hope. We've got some really positive things to think about getting back to as far as the economy is concerned and, and work. Yeah, it's going to change us dramatically in, in a lot of ways. But if we give up hope now, we're giving in. And, and, 
Yeah. One, we can't give in and you can't lose time and you can't make yourself almost physically ill with worry. You, you, you can't do it. I have been there. I have done that. I begrudge all the time I lost by giving in to worry. Reminds me of some really sage advice I got when, when I was told how to deal with your present state and thinking about the future state and think of three concentric circles, like a pebble entering a pond and the ripples going out. And that, that very center where the pebble pebble hits the pond, that's what I have control over. The next concentric circle is what I have influence over. And the last outside circle is what I have zero control over. Right. So knowing that, where should I focus my energy? It's going to be on that circle where I have complete control and some energy on where I have influence. Yep. And when we look at it that way, it's such a positive way of, of diverting energy and saying, is, you know, me sitting here watching the news of yep. what's happening around the world. Do I have direct impact influence or zero influence? And I've got no influence on that. So I don't want that influence in me. Right. I, I completely agree. I, I mean, I, I want to know what's going on and I am a consumer uh, of, of news and information uh, for about 30 minutes a day. And, uh, and then the next day I'll get my next update. I, uh, I've talked to so many people uh, this week. I mean, who are, or who are watching the screen on the wall. I mean, virtually 24 hours a day. I, I can't imagine doing that. My wife was telling me about a scrum meeting that she held and um, one of her coworkers, and for those of you who don't know what a scrum meeting is, it's a very quick conversation to start the day, basically. Yep. The team gets around the circle and they say, you know, what did you do yesterday? What are you going to do today? And where do you need help? And when the question came to one person, they said, you know what? I really didn't get much done today. I got sucked into CNN all day. Right. Yep. Yep. Yikes. That... Uh, that's setting up for disaster right there. As far yeah, as and psyche is concerned. Exactly. And, and the developments uh, are not happening that fast. I mean, get your dose of it every day. I mean, we should all know what's going on and we need to be reminded of the severity of the problem and then, uh, and then move on and then move on. And I, I just love the way you tell a story. I, I love your stories and I will now never forget. I had not heard the story of throwing the pebble in the pond and uh, that'll be with me for the rest of time. So I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I, the fact what I was what struck me is the importance of that daily routine that you talked about. Yep. And when when you do that, it gives you inherently something to look forward to every day. I get the 90 minute walk. I get to do the core exercise. I get to talk to five people that I haven't talked to in a while. I get to spend time working on some really important things in a focused way. Get up, get the shower in hit the ground running every day because there's a lot to be done. I think I've been busier this week. Yes. Uh, with, and more productive and more engaged in my work than, than ever because it is focused. Yep. So how is the new book coming by the way? Uh, progress? uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there is progress. It's, um, uh, uh, it is a fun time. I, um, uh, I am a free writer, uh, meaning, well, the letter to the speaking agents, uh, that this is actually all based on, uh, I had a need to be writing. I didn't feel like working in the book. 
Uh, I was really preoccupied with what's going on. And I thought, what kind of a gift can I give to people? And I just opened up an empty word document and I started writing. No outline, just a free flow of thought. And Dale, I spent three or four, four and a half hours in the document. And I was momentarily able to only concentrate on it. And then the fun part for me is taking your free writing and going back and organizing it, outlining it and arranging it. And that's in the process where I'm at on with a new book right now, a lot of free writing. So it's a fun time for me. Awesome. All right. Well, we're looking forward to that. Yep. Any final words for us? I do. Uh, look, uh, all around the world, the people who listen to this podcast uh, have uh, have different faiths. Some may have no faith. I That's not important to me. But um, I'll never forget the first time I heard Absolutely. the serenity prayer. Okay. And uh, it's non-denominational. To depart this I think episode. it's not even specific to any religion. It's, it's a very simple prayer. It says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Uh, I have found myself finding a lot of solace in those the words of that prayer uh, over this past couple of weeks. That's a fantastic way to close out this episode. Thank you, Jason. I will remind folks, while you're there in your podcast player, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please do so. And if you're listening online, go ahead and find a podcast player, subscribe to this podcast so it is always there with the latest episode. While you are there, if you would rate and review the podcast, we would be most grateful. Uh, It always helps people find this type of content when it has high ratings and uh, a number of reviews. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website at jason-jennings.com. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.